Okay. Um. <laughs> I really bad. I'm leaving all of this it's in. Fine. That's nonsense. It's fine. <laughs> Me trying to not be up here, which is where my voice will naturally wants to go right now. Sure. You could do this whole episode like a Muppet if you wanted to. Oh my god, I do a little bit sound like a Muppet. No, no, no. I'll keep it low. Uh, okay. Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Lauren. Uh, this is Downstage Love Podcast, uh, a theater podcast. Dang. Sure, sure uh, it is. Where we talk a little, laugh a lot, and know nothing. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm one for three today. Oh, so good! It's okay. just so good. Podcast, podcast. My Gustav, Gustav. favorite thing. <laughs> That's the new name of the podcast. It's just called Podcast Podcast. Sure. Um, when we were in college, I had a friend where we had a provost like takeover, yeah. and they were like, you know, this is Provost Mahler, and he was like, wait, Provost, Provost, and we were like, no, no, no his <laughs> first name's Greg. Like, uh, it was yeah, it was very fun. Um, awesome, Lauren. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing good, Karen. I was sure. in the car the other day. I need to tell you using Google Maps. Sure. And I just got this notification from Google Maps that just said traffic is getting worse. And I was like, Sure. No not kidding. Specific and not <laughs> helpful. So You're like, I know. I'm in it. Google like, Maps. Yeah. And it took me an hour and a half to get to the place that was only supposed to take me like 40 minutes. It was oh, really fun, but that I was a huge burn so mad. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Google Maps. What are we talking about today? Uh, we're going to talk about dirty rotten scoundrels. So okay, yeah. Let's do you do, do you know anything about Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? You mentioned it earlier. Sure, man. I do know. Uh, so well, I should say, never seen it. Okay. Um, I'm not a good friend. I did not come see you in it. No, Sorry, that's, it's fine. It was far away from where you live. So uh, okay. thank you. Um, no, no, no. I know. Obviously, I know the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's one of those interesting things of when I when you know the movie, you're like. But why would they make that into a musical? And how yeah. did they do how that? How does it translate? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's interesting. But the music is fun. It is fun music. Um, and it's it's a good... Here's the thing. Listeners, if you've been listening in order, uh, we've done some heavier shows recently. Yeah. This is not one of those. I, it's a good, funny uh, comedy. Yeah. Mu- like a classic musical comedy. Classic musical comedy. Um, it's uh, 2004 is when it premiered on Broadway. Um, music and lyrics by David Yazbek, book by Jeffrey Lane. Um, Yazbek is a is an interesting guy because I think we talked in a couple of other episodes about composers that have like a similar style and you can recognize it, and then composers that are just like so diverse in what they do. And I think he is kind of in the middle a little bit. Sure, like, he wrote Full Monty, Dirty Rotten, um, Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown, which is one we should do. Sure, we should on. do. That I just made cool. uh, I've just made friend of the podge when he listened to that because good music. it's such a fun show. Yeah. Uh, Model Behavior is my favorite song. Yep. Uh, and oh, La- and there, there is a bootleg of Laura Benanti singing it. Yes. And it is hilarious. Yes. Um, he also did The Band's Visit, which I believe oh, yeah. won Best Musical in 2017. Yep. And Tootsie, which is uh, just a couple years ago. Sure. So. Sure. That is a diverse, yeah. especially um, Woman on a Verge and Band's Visit yeah. are Two very, very different, different than like something like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels or uh, Tootsie. So mm-hmm. uh, kind of an interesting... Uh, listen, have your style, and I, like, get it, and, uh, good for you, but it's like, you know, like a Pascal and Paul, you kind of are like, sure, that's them. They all kind of, it sounds similar. Yep. But I think it's cool when you got these guys that are like, oh. I can do all these things. These are very be. different stylings, yeah. so very cool. Yeah. Um, this musical is based in the 1988 film, you mentioned it earlier, starring, let me pull that up, because I also have that ready to go. Sure. It, first of all, I did not know this, directed by Frank Oz. Yeah. Uh, which I love. Um, sure. Starring Steve My- Martin, Michael Caine, and yeah. uh, I don't know how to say her name, but I recognize her face. Is it Glenn um, Headley? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and she, she, um, man, she was huge kind of back, back in the day. Um, 
this she she did a lot and still now she, she's, she's working, pretty but, popular still but yeah. obviously it's uh michael kane and steve martin are like hilarious together well in a way where it's the classic um straight comedy man like you have one person and i don't know if we think of michael kane as like a comedic actor no but he is very but funny. he's very funny because he p- kind of plays it in that serious way well he knows how to play the straight man yep so that you can build up your, your yep so you can have a steve martin steve doing martin, stuff yeah. yep um, we watched this movie when we got cast in the show because we were like, well, let's let's see where the roots are. And we we're sure, like, sure, oh, you, you've fun. done this show. How long ago was it? Uh, a few years now. I don't remember exactly what year it was, but I, yeah, it was a few years. And you played the Glenn Heady character. I did. I yeah. played the Glenn Heady character. Um, so in the, on Broadway, these characters were originated by um, John Lithgow, I think. Yep. Yep. Uh, Norbert Leo Butts and Sherry Renee Scott. Yep. So I played the Sherry Renee Scott Glenn Heaty character. Sure. John Lithgow, I think now people don't know him, but he, in <sighs> the 80s and 90s, kind of had his heyday. And so I like still a little bit now, but he's so good. Um, he's very funny. Yeah. Just a very, very funny dude. And um, again, a good team up with Neil, uh, Norman, Norbert, uh, yeah. Norbert, sorry, Leo Butts, because it, it's just, it, you got to have that, you got to have that pairing. So, well, and like having the, th- the three, like just having experienced the rehearsal process and the pr- production process, those three people are like together all the time. Yep. They are like just, I mean, the, the dynamic between the three of them has to be so strong. And yep. we had like such a good time with the show. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty great. And one of the things I'll say about John Lithgow in this role and in general is like he's just someone that is so smart and understands comedy yep. so well. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's and it's like so rare to find sometimes. So we, we tell you all the time, go look stuff up, but go look him up and watch some of his stuff. Brilliant. It's pretty great. Yeah, he's so good. So here we go. We'll start off in Act One. Inside a lively casino near the French Riviera, um, we see the overture, which is like super long. And people sometimes do it with choreography. Sometimes it's just in front of like a curtain. That's fine. Um, con <laughs> artist Lawrence Jameson is tricking wealthy women out of their money with the help of his, quote, bodyguard Andre in a song called Give Them What They Want. Muriel Eubanks and a few other women express their devotion and amorous feelings for Lawrence, who has conned them. Um, and they sing a song. All these women sing a song called What Was a Woman to Do? And we did it all in, like, various states of, like, covered up undress. Where, like, okay. you're wrapped in a sheet. You're sure, in a, I love that. It's, uh, it's you know, just a little tongue-in-cheek there. It's very cute. Um, Andre warns Lawrence about a highly successful con artist known as The Jackal. Um, who is said to be visiting the area. So we're, like, building up this jackal. <laughs> Love it. Very successful con artist. Um, later on the train, Lawrence watches an American. Oh, did we mention that Lawrence is British and Andre is French? Sure, so, like, fun. accents everywhere. Sure, a good <laughs> It's time. very nice. Great. My husband played Lawrence in this when I was in it, and he, like, really worked hard on that British accent. Also had to age himself quite a bit. I was going to say... Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, like he like had this like gross mustache that I was like, sure, I hate this, but I understand why we're doing it. That's sure. fine. Um, yeah. And it was lovely. So anyway, um, so he's British. Andre is French. Um, Lawrence watches an American on the train named Freddie Benson, who he assumes is the jackal. And he swindles a woman. Freddie swindles a woman and notes that Freddie makes much less money than Lawrence does. Sure. So not as good. Not as good. Um, Lawrence brings Freddie to his lavish mansion where Freddie envies Lawrence's success as a swindler and describes everything he'll have when he's rich. And he sings a famous song called Great Big Stuff. So Lawrence is Lithgow. Norbert is Freddie. Yes. Yeah. 
And Great Big Stuff is a really interesting song because he like, you know, it's just a song where he like lists, lists the stuff that he wants. But <laughs> sure. for my music friends in the world, um, the the theme of the song, the musical theme of the song is just is is very out of the norm for what you would write in a melody. Mm. And it's just major third, major third, major third. So bum, bum, bum. And it's very strange and like off putting a little bit for the sure. audience, but in a fun kind of like risque way. Um, so that's just for any music people out there in the world that are like, I love music theory. There's, there's the, they exist. Nerds. Whatever, man. <laughs> Try my best. So anyway, Freddie asks Lawrence to show him his ways. Andre, remember the bodyguard who is French, uh, thinks that Freddie is unworthy of Lawrence's attention and compares Freddie to a chimp in a suit. And they sing a song called Chimp in a Suit. Um, on the nose so cute and they like throughout the song they like change his clothes and they're trying to like he's like picking his teeth and they're trying to fix his hair and it's it's like adorable lawrence considers freddie's request until jolene oaks a woman who he has conned informs him at gunpoint that he's going to marry her and move with her to oklahoma and they sing a song <laughs> called oklahoma question mark sure i love that <laughs> i know it's I, so cute me laugh? well in a way we're all good cons come crashing down so good you know and it's so cute and my friend played uh jolene in this and she was just so perfect everything about it was just spot on sure um lawrence then decides to use freddie's help and freddie poses as lawrence's repulsive brother (laughs) ruprecht in all about ruprecht um now here's the thing about this show that is like it happens with a lot of shows at some point where there's like a dated reference that is like sure. no longer appropriate. Oh boy. Um, and all about Rupert is kind of like that. Like they kind of gloss over it here in this, in this description, Synopsis, yeah. uh, where they just call him repulsive, but they do mention that he has, um, is missing a chromosome, which is not the same as down syndrome sure, because but... you have an extra chromosome. Well, but, but the illusion is like maybe yes. not so great now in which you can just make him repulsive. You can make him gross. Yeah. And, and the lyrics are pretty much on the nose, but every time I've ever seen it, uh, well, the lyrics are not, I mean, the lyrics allude to maybe some kind of neurodivergence, which is not okay. And we don't right. support that. Um, but I think, I think with a couple minor tweaks, he can just that's be what I was going to say. That's, yeah. that's one of those ones where, Sure, they probably shouldn't have been doing it back then either. But yeah. is an easy change, and I bet you as part of some of the revisions that have happened since, yeah, where that character is now just made to be like a disgusting just person. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, so they they scare her off. Um, seeing that Lawrence plans to make Rupert a part of their life together, Jolene calls off the wedding. Um, and that scene is is pretty funny because it's the whole thing where they she doesn't sing anything in the song, but they just are like, here's some gross stuff that he does. And yeah. he's like, his pants, his hand is down his pants, and then he wants to shake her hand. And like, sure, it's sure. Like, disgusting. Good, and she's like, no, Some really you. good visual gags and, and stuff, yeah. like, for the actress that has to be that, right. uh, what a terrible thing to have to sure. do. <laughs> because you're, like, there's no way you're not going to laugh. Right. And Jerry, when we did it, like, his whole thing was like, I'm going to get you to break. And she was like, I, I won't do it. And it, he almost got it once. Sure. She well, that's like an amazing, <laughs> obviously an amazing goal, and I kind of love that. Yeah. And I love that they both really dug in there, and they were like, no way, man. Yeah, and just me off the stage going like, oh, is it going to happen tonight? Yeah. They, you know, really yep. made everything better for her, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mandy. <laughs> Shout out. Um, Lawrence begins to think that there isn't enough room in town for both of them after um, him and Freddie argue. They make a deal that the first woman to swindle... No, sorry. They make a deal. Sure. First to swindle a woman, there we go, yep. out of 50 grand, gets to stay in town, and the other has to go. Um, immediately, they agree on this, and then they uh, have the arrival of the American soap queen, 
Uh, her name is Christine Colgate. She is optimistic, naive, hopelessly clumsy, constantly bumping into people. She, I was typecast, you guys. I'm sorry. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and she sings a song called Here I Am, which is, I'm not going to lie, probably one of my favorite songs I have ever sung Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to say that's life. like you. But no, like, but it's pretty sure. much it's, me. It's, Aside it's from you. the naivety, I'm yeah. not really that naive, but I am hopelessly clumsy. It's true. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not a soap queen, though. That's kind uh, of Not yet. <laughs> sure. Those are new goals I have. Um, she said her song is called Here I Am. It's hilarious. Uh, both con men decide they're targeting her. Freddie presents himself as a man paralyzed from the waist down. Uh, and he, like, invents some, like, weird thing that he, like, affliction that he has. And he, like, titles it something. And Amazing. it's very funny. Yeah. Um, and then, I have lost my place. Paralyzed from the waist down. Christine and Freddie discuss his, discuss his medical options. And he explains to her, there we go, there's only one therapist, Dr. Schuffhausen, uh, that can help him. But he can't afford Dr. Schuffhausen's oh, 50 grand. Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so Christine tells him to keep his hopes up and they sing a duet called nothing to, is too wonderful to be true where she like, it's like really funny. Cause she's like, look at all these wonderful things that happen in the world. And she's like, what about you? And he's like, one time I called into a radio contest and won some tires sure. <laughs> and she's like, look at the way the moon glistens on the water. And he's like, okay. One time my, my friend at camp ate a t-shirt. <laughs> Darren, great. Like, great. Yeah. Really? It's so okay. Good. Okay. That's it. Just like the songwriting is like hilarious. Um, so <clears throat> she offers to pay for the therapy just as Freddie has hoped. Um, and they, he sings a song called The Miracle. I think it's also like the reprise of Nothing is Too Wonderful. To sure. Um, and then she reveals that Dr. Schiffhausen happens to be at the hotel with them. And Freddie <laughs> is shocked to discover sure. that Lawrence is Dr. Schiffhausen. <laughs> sure. A classic move. Good yeah. for you. That's the, when you're good at what you do, Yeah, you're good at what you do. He's, and, and it's just so good. Sure. And, like, that's the reveal that ends Act 1. Sure. Which is um, great. It's amazing. So, it's, yeah, it's super cute. And that that means then that the actor that plays Lawrence can't, has to also be British and German. <laughs> because yes. Schiffhausen. Schiffhausen. Extremely German. German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, after a quick introduction, as, oh, there is, like, this funny moment after the intermission where they like essentially replay the very end of the final scene in act one and they sure. like do it again it's like cute um so after that quick introduction in the entract um Lewitt lawrence as dr schiffhausen performs several <laughs> torturous tests on freddie with a song called roofhausen meets schiffhausen <laughs> and w- where he literally just like smacks the crap out of his leg for, sure. like, <laughs> for Which, like a well that's song. like the classic thing where when you move yourself into that con yep you have to, that's doubling why, down <laughs> listen that's why they tell you if you're gonna tell a lie let it be rooted in some truth because yep. if you just go completely off the rails and someone catches you in it they will exploit it it's, which is great yeah and, and so, in this sense very comedic and in the movie so very, comedic. Very funny yeah. so they yeah he's like smacking him with like a, a almost like a whip uh a riding crop i think is what he uses he's like tickling his foot with a feather um in our show we had like jerry put cardboard in one of his legs and he turned to my husband and went hey it's in this leg and during one of our rehearsals alan did not understand which leg it was oh no smacked the crap out of the wrong leg and jerry like (laughs) he's such a good actor that the the reaction was was the same same. either way yeah Yeah. (laughs) we're like dying and he's like hey asshole the wrong that was leg. That's the wrong leg. My left, not your left. <laughs> Look yeah. at which leg looks a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So that was like a fun time for all of us. Also during tech rehearsal, the we, we this scene involves a lot of choreography with a wheelchair where you like run around in circles and like Christine's just in the middle like doing dumb stuff. Uh broke a wheelchair during this scene. And that nice was like work. really exciting nice for all work. of us. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So, good times. So anyway, um in the sideshow, so I've got a B plot here. Um, Muriel, who we meet earlier, meets Andre, and the two fall in love in a song called "Like This, Like That" because he is again French. Sure, and in the original Broadway, uh, Muriel's played by Joanna Gleason, sure who's like is. another like legendary, amazing yeah. person. And in a fun way, Claudia and Joanna Gleason are both the Mr. Holland's opus. That's a fun fact from Karen Name's brain. You're welcome. That's amazing. Yep, you're welcome. I love that you just like pulled that out and you were like, this is how they connect. Yeah, on. this is just stupid things I know. And I don't know I don't know why I know these things, but I do. I love That's it. Well. I right. love that journey for us. Goodbye. All right. So anyway, um, that's fine. Lawrence makes every effort to get close to Christine in a song called The More We Dance. Uh, because I believe he tells Christine that like he that Freddie's affliction has to do with his brain and he it's like because he's got a block of love or something sure. like that and they're like if the more we dance the more he'll want to dance and like that's how we cure it sure. so he's like dancing her around the Classic stage medical stuff stupid yeah it's just it's very stupid and it's a big old dance number the nice. more we dance um which as you know I'm not a dancer so that was really scary for me but it was fine sure uh, when uh, when he realizes that Christine is not as rich as they thought, Lawrence tells Freddie that they should call off their fifty grand contest. Okay. Um, Freddie reluctantly agrees, and they do agree on new terms. Here's a here's where oh, it gets a little problematic. Sure, this is gross. Yeah. yeah. Well, but but it all works out. But we'll figure it out. Um, whoever uh, gets Christine into bed with them gets to stay. Um, because did we mention she is supposed to be very pretty and young? Sure. I was typecast, guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um. So you can find Lauren at, at Downstage with Lauren <laughs> if you'd like to leave any comments. And if, you, if you agree, if you want to like confirm or deny all that stuff, there might even be pictures of this production on my Instagram at some point. Sure, probably. Um, I think so. I was allowed to do my own costumes for this, so naturally I put myself in all polka dots. Sure, um, it was fine. You can also see your husband's gross mustache that he grew for the show. <laughs> I believe there's some pictures of that too. No, no shade, Alan, but um, it was not good. Listen, it wouldn't look good on anybody. No, it doesn't. And the funny thing is, like, we did this show just at the end of the school year and he came downstairs like at the beginning of the last week of school with a like child molester looking mustache sure. and it, i was like you was... can't go to school like that sure. he was like yes he, i can well in a way where he shouldn't go to a school like <laughs> no that. the and, kids loved it though well because yeah because they're kids loved when adults are like you look like a dummy no like, they it, <laughs> but here's what they did right they all took like sharpies and drew mustaches on the inside of their finger and then they sat in class with their finger and they all just sure. like did this goofy sure, thing. they like trolled him a <laughs> yeah. little which but, like love. with love it was sure, very yes. cute so um, yeah shout out to those kids that were just excellent with their jobs yep so anyway um <clears throat> here we go freddie uh sleeps with her which i don't know if that's accurate Okay. From my own experience with the show, I don't there's actually a, think that's there's true. There's a revision that I think changes that. But. I, yeah, so I don't think that happens yet. But um, he does hire two sailors to kidnap Lawrence so he can have Christine for himself. So maybe there's that. Um, Freddie meets with Christine at the hotel where she is staying. 
Um, and it tells her he needs motivation to get out of the chair. And that's where he's like, sure. the love will propel me out sure. of this chair. Um, and she says, sure, I got you. I'll be your motivation. And they sing the best duet, uh, I think, of all time. And it's called Love Is My Legs. Fun. <laughs> it's fun. so funny. Great. And it, it's so over the top. And then he does this, like, thing where he's, like, walking like the scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz as he's getting out of the chair. Of course. Um, and he's finally able to stand up. Um, there's like a moment too, where she, he's like, I need a little more motivation, like go a little bit farther and I'll walk to you. And she's like this far. And he's like, no. And he goes this far. And then she finally backs up to the bed and she goes, how far do you want to go? And he turns to the audience and goes all the way. Nice. And we're like, okay, okay, okay. Nice. I see you. So that's where he's going to win the bet. He right. thinks, um, sure. So in a way where he doesn't sleep with he her doesn't earlier, sleep with her yeah. earlier. no, okay. that's, that's not a thing. Um, so that's fine. Uh, he's finally able to stand up by the chair and walk to her on the bed where he accidentally falls on top of her in exhaustion. We didn't do that. I actually, that might be a different part of the revision sure. too. Um, Lawrence then shows up and it turns out to be a test <laughs> planned by him and Christine. Uh, Lawrence has the same two sailors kidnap Freddie and he takes Christine to the train station station so he can leave or sorry she can leave and he sings this like really nice heart-wrenching song called yeah. love sneaks in and it's really sweet um freddie shows up having escaped the sailors um and it's too late to get christine the next day freddie meets christine back at the hotel who says she couldn't leave without seeing him again and they sing a song which is like a reprise of great big stuff and the duet they sing earlier called mm, nothing is too wonderful to be true it's very sweet um they do get into bed together uh, but again, oh yeah, they do that. Um, I'm like trying to think of like, what was the blocking? Yes. It, it does uh, imply that they do get to bed together before they leave. Sure. Um, but the scene is switched. No, no, they don't because she knocks him out. They go oh. to kiss and he like, it's like a smack on the forehead and then he goes down to the floor and she's like, well, that was so weird. Sure. Um, and so then the scene is switched to Lawrence's, Lawrence's mansion where Christine arrives telling him tearfully how she came back to see Freddie, how they made love, but didn't really. And then she woke up and all of her money was gone. Well, that's the plot twist. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so then she says, I'm beginning to think he was never really paralyzed to begin with. And uh, out of remorse, Lori, Lawrence packs $50,000 in a suitcase and tells her to take it. Um, Christine takes it, but then returns, giving the suitcase back and saying, I'll have something so much better to remember you by. And then she kisses him and leaves. Sure. Um, so there's that. A few minutes later, Freddie shows up in his underwear which is great. Sure. Lawrence is angry at him for taking Christine's money. But Freddie, however, claims that they never made love at all. They were uh, about to when she knocked him out. See, I've already said that. There we are. But that's like, that's how the audience discovers it. So right. that's fine. Uh, and then when he woke up, all of his belongings were gone. Lawrence then opens up the suitcase to find the money gone, replaced with Freddie's clothes <laughs> and a note that says, goodbye, boys. It was fun. Love the jackal. Plot twist. Love it. It's like, she that's my favorite part of the show. Scam them. Oh, it's so good. I like came through the audience and I was yeah. like, love the jackal. Bye. And the audience went, oh, damn. It was yeah. so fun. Um, le- Revealing, of course, that she knew about their scam the entire time and ended up scamming them. And they sing a song called The Reckoning, where they like really recap the entire sure. thing. And they were like, she was in on it the whole time. Which is amazing. Awesome. Um, and so then we see like almost like an epilogue scene that yep. happens where they, uh, Christine returns to Lawrence's chateau, bringing a group of like tourists and stuff. But like you <laughs> see these tourists first sure. and like, you don't know what the deal is with all them. And then she finally comes through and she's like, excuse me, move out of the way. And she's got like a whole different accent. Um, and it's like written into the dial into the script because uh, the dialect is like spelled out phonetically. Sure, phonetically. So she's got like a Jersey accent and, um, we did that reveal, but it was weird because I chose to wear, like, the tallest shoes I have. You know, the ones sure, that are... Sure, <laughs> the ones that make you, like, 6'5"? Yeah! 
Cool. So everyone was like, it was like very hard to hide me for a while. Sure. <laughs> I like come through and everyone's like, oh, there she is. Um, and uh, she's got all these people with her. There's, I believe, also like a guy that they'd like set up a new scam or something. So the guys admit that the scam was a good adventure and they sing a song called The Dirty Rotten Number and then they hatch a scheme to like essentially, the implication is they're, now they're a team and this sure, is what they love do. Sure, love for them. And they sing the finale. Sure. <laughs> so just like a fun, feel good, silliness. Uh, Great stuff. Well, man. I think it's a fun one because it's like, in a weird way, it's a pretty small cast. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, like, you don't have, I, like, even just looking at the cast list, the named characters, there's six. Yeah. Um, there's, like, features kind of in and out. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, which I think is kind of fun. And it's, like, it's definitely, uh, it, it, it does a good enough job, uh, you know, where you don't know it. For, like, you really don't know. It's, you, you think it's these two dummies yeah. and you kind of feel bad for her. Yep. And you're like, oh, no, you know, like you feel bad for her, and then it just really turns you on a dime at the end, where you're like, "Oh, oh damn!" And then you're like, "Good for her." Well, and you got to play it. I mean, you can't give away your hand at any point Correct. if you're playing Christine. You, well, you, that's the whole. The key to that role is playing it in that like, oh, like very yeah. innocent, wide-eyed, kind of not knowing what's going on. Yeah. Well, and sure. I played it with like a real high-pitched voice, which okay. got on my own nerves a lot. <laughs> And I would like, at the, there sure, was a point you made where the, you made the, I'm um, fake paralyzed choice and then had to live with it. Yeah, I really did. And like, there was a point in the pr- rehearsal process where I was like, I can't, I can't change this now. I don't sure. really know what to do with it. Um, but it made it work because then when I transitioned into like the Jackal and the other characters, I like was able to drop my voice a little bit, mm-hmm. but my friend came to see the show and she was like, man, listen, your vocal choice. At first I didn't get it, but now I do. Sure. And I was like, thank you so much for acknowledging that. And also, I'm sorry it was like annoying. <laughs> sure. 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 So there's sure. that. If I were to do it again, I feel like maybe I would like make some different choices. I don't know. I feel like it, it was probably fine. And maybe I was the only one that was like annoyed by my own voice because that's how life works. But sure. anyway. So, uh, yeah. no, I, this is, this is one of those cool things too. The show was uh, directed by Jack O'Brien, who's like a good old Michigan boy. Yeah. In case you're wondering. Michigan. Um, and like literally old he's 82 but um oh, wow. he went to u of m but he has done other stuff like full monty hairspray mm. um you know just he's he's kind of a great choreographer and jerry mitchell did the choreography who he's another guy who he's another awesome. michigan boy from papa there we go um but he's done lacage falls kinky boots yeah you know he, one, both yeah. of them are pretty it, it, in a way where i here's the thing i remember when this came out on broadway that it was like star-studded in a Broadway way. Mm-hmm. Where, like, Lithgow, I mean, we kind of know him from movies and TV, but he's, like he's had a yeah. prolific Broadway career as well. Yeah. But, like, at the time, Norbert Leo Butts was, like, huge. He was, he was coming off of, steam, like... Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was coming off of... I think this was potentially was pre-Wicked, pre-wicked but, like... post five. five yeah, and yeah. so he just... He was kind of, like, gaining steam in terms of, like, a bankable person in that way. And then you throw in Sherry Renee Scott, who also similarly last five, last five yeah. and was starting to do some stuff and uh Joanna Gleason and it was like was between that and I think the production team yeah. it was like whoa. Well and they were all nominated for Tony's yep. in two thousand five. Uh Norbert was the only one to win. So sure. R. I. P. it's funny to me that Nor- John Lithgow and Norbert Leo Butts were up against each other in that category. Sure. And that's like a nice thing, like, okay, I didn't win but my teammate did, so sure. great time. Um but yeah, Sherry Renee Scott was nominated, Joanna Gleason, um direction, Jack O'Brien, choreography Orchestrations, lighting design, best musical. Sure. They were all nominated, but again, Norb was the only one to win. So good for you. Good job, buddy. 
you're doing it. Same with yeah. Drama Desk, actually. <laughs> like, sure. He was the only one to win the Drama Desk. Um, so, yeah. Funny. It's interesting because he, this is, and you can tell, so this was for sure pre um, Wicked, but he went on the national tour. Great. Which I think is interesting. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, just in a way where you don't always hear, like, the people who originated it like don't always go along. on the tour yeah because yeah. tour life i mean i've never done it but i have heard it's, it's like intense tough yeah. yeah so yeah that's uh i you know i think it's really cute i like it a lot it's very fun to be in even mm-hmm. in my aunt, when we did it if whenever it was a few years ago like the show is just like really fun as an ensemble member i would do it just because like the music is crazy fun mm-hmm. you get to be in great big stuff and like there's crazy things that happen the props are like really fun to make Sure. Um, so, yeah, it's just like a just a rock and roll and good time. It kind of had some mixed reviews, but for the most part, people thought it was pretty good. I think, you know, we talk a lot about this is one of the ones that I enjoy because it is a film adaptation, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. However, it's all mu- it's like original music. Mm-hmm. And in that way, it the plot does lends it, lend itself, I think, to a musical because it's just very funny yeah and i want to say too i there are some shows that have been made into musicals from non-musical films yes and the music i think enhances the storytelling so much i agree and this is one of those examples of that where like yep. the music is makes this much more fun than it like it's already yeah. a really fun story right uh and then you add the music to it and you're like wow this is like a, this is a real good time so well when you have like here's the thing i feel like the the transition from like a uh, like a movie to a stage right mm-hmm. you you lose like camera close-ups you lose like potentially location and things like that you can't have them walk down a long hallway like you 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 lose that kind of piece of it and so um that that translation i think has to be supplemented by something and a lot of times it's going to be the music and it's going to be the funny numbers and the dance numbers and those kinds of things and so if you do that right then i think the transition is good yeah if you do it poorly well now it's like well, you not only took that movie, you kind of shit on it by like, <laughs> making this worse version of you it. Really but, done like, a bad job here. <laughs> but sometimes you can like elevate it, and I think you know we talked about we did Xanadu. Yeah, that was like kind of a bad movie that mm-hmm. was not I don't think received well by anybody. But the the in a fun way, the musical elevated it, and they, that was a jukebox. But they used the music in such a fun comedic way. That I just think it translates so much better. And here's the thing. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe comedies just translate better because be. there's more to do. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I, you know, we, we maybe will eventually just do a deep dive on, like, movie musicals and what what is better and whatever. What works and what doesn't, yeah. Yeah, what works and what doesn't. But I think this one is one of the ones that does work because it is funny. Um, yeah, man. I would say, okay, let's do on a scale of zero punches to legs that have feeling but can't move to you did not. 10 punches to a leg that has feeling but can't move what would you give it jeez ah, well like i said i have a lot of like personal feelings about the show because like i sure. loved it so much had such a good time with like you know, our friend Jerry played Freddie. My husband played uh, John Lithgow, whose name I Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence, I'm like, what the sure. hell? Uh, and we had like such a good dynamic with the three of us that it was like so much fun. Um, I would give it nine and a half, just taking off that half point for like we got a ru- we were ru- rubriced somehow. Sure. Um, he's sure. got he needs a little bit of love. Um, because at this point, like, there's some concerns about that. But you know, it's just it's so fun and so funny, and it was such a fun time. Well, and I'm gonna tell you. The two revisions that are noted in Wikipedia 
is in the first U.S. tour, the number Give Them What They Want was replaced with a more suitable opening number, The Only Game in Town. Oh, interesting. And the West End production restored Give Them What They Want, but they set it, uh, the song in Lawrence's dressing room and changed several lines. Chimp in a Suit was cut, along with Freddie's verse of Nothing is Too Wonderful to Be True. The book and lyrics were also tweaked to anglicize, anglicize, so white, both some of the characters and references. So make it more English, I guess. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That Um, makes sense. So I'm sure, though, I don't know. I think that'll be an interesting thing as as we continue to rage forward in terms of a socially conscious world. Mm -hmm. Some of these musicals don't age well. No, and I was thinking about that on my way over here today, like... Even some of the older, like Golden Age stuff that mm-hmm. like is beloved, yeah. is like Doesn't you age like, well. listen to it and you're and like, very, oh no, <laughs> also very white, yeah, very white, very like there's some stuff that's like crazy misogynistic. Oh yeah, um, uh, like, all of how to succeed in businesses, how to succeed. I was thinking Hello Dolly, Hello Dolly is also a struggle in that way. People like love it, but damn, that is tough. Um, <laughs> Well, I sometimes think about it in that just that way of like we're starting to see like I think the first uh, African American Christine just went on mm, in Phantom. She did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, of course, of course that that's fine and that makes sense and I get it. But it's an interesting thing to see where just some shows lend itself better to that than others. Yeah. And they had had an African American Phantom previously. No, I think Norm Lewis. It was him. Norm Lewis. He was yeah. the first one. Yep. I did that. That was part of my like Black History Month last year. Sure. My um, so who, good. Obviously, in an, an interesting way. So when we saw it on tour four years ago, five years ago, it was interesting because I believe the guy on tour was African American, and it's interesting because it changes. I, this is what I recognize, and here's the thing: I did not have the people I went with were not musical enough to like fact check me, but I feel very confident mm-hmm. in which they have changed the key to oh. suit this man's voice right. and phantom in a slightly lower key. Extra creepy. Amazing. Oh. Like so much more. You just that tim you know, like the lower timber is just like, Whoa, creepy. this is yeah. different. And just, well, all those things fill, you know, he's got a, like a thousand ballads in that show, but it's like in just a slightly lower, I would say if I had to guess, like a baritone tenor mm. as opposed to just like kind of that tenor true tenor. tenor. Here's the thing. That Michael Crawford creepy stuff. I'm not on board with it to be Well, honest. he gets anyway, high and it's yeah. weird. But that lowering it just that just that next like like I said, I don't think it was like full baritone, but like baritone tenor. Just a little bit, yeah. It may it it gives it a richness that I don't think exists as a tenor. So I'm like I'm all it. for it. Let's change some stuff up, y'all. Yeah. Here's the thing though. Black Christine still had that terrible fucking Christine wig. So <sighs> can't can't escape that. Sorry. <laughs> Good luck to you. But, but an amazing time. But I was like, oh, no, they still gave her that wig. Great. <laughs> Interesting. What a time. Cool. So we've so, pivoted a little bit. That's a nice tangent, though. I'm a, it's important. Well, so uh, my, I'm, so my, I'm going to say, I'm going to give this, like, seven solid punches to the leg, uh, assuming on the seventh punch, the the character breaks. <laughs> uh, and and, and kind of goes through that. And for the similar yeah. reasons you said, I, I think the show itself is very, very funny. I like the music a lot. Um, I think there are some like little plot holes and things that like struggle a little bit in terms of some pacing stuff for me, but, uh, still like a very fun, like, here's the thing. Uh, not every show you go to should be like you walk out with like lessons learned and like a different view on society. Like sometimes it's just fun to go and like laugh a lot. And just be like fully entertained, These and I think that show. Are making fools of themselves. Yes, it's so I, fun. exactly. And I think this show is satisfying in a way where there's a little comeuppance to both the dudes. It's kind of a fun way to end it, where you're like, oh, 
they're teaming up. I love that for them. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah, like they're going to swindle people together. <laughs> um, I, you know, I like kind of like that. So I think, I, yeah, I'm going to say seven punches to the leg, a break on the last, um, where the person's like, I don't have cardboard in that leg. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so um, much. And, and you know, kind of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, follow us on the internet. We're at Downstage Left PC. I don't know. Sure, no. just the internet. You made that Please face. don't don't follow us in real life. Like, don't if you see us, get away. No, I. That's like I feel like that's an important distinction. Please don't follow us in real life. I like my space. Uh, yeah. Downstage Left PC. That's our social stuff. Downstage Left PC. DownstageLeftPodcast.com. If you have something longer form to send us, because you have words that you really want to express downstage left PC at gmail.com. Yeah. All our handles are online. Uh, you can find us. Uh, although I think I'm still set to private. So good luck. Uh, um, I'm not, I'm just downstage Lauren and you can probably find pictures of me in the show. If you want yeah, to, absolutely. We'll try, we'll throw some up. We'll post, yeah. we'll post them, uh, on our socials and you know, listen, I think this one's good. And I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say exit pursued by a mustache. <laughs> <laughs>